MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, look. Let's say you bring in a family out for a meal, right? And then let's just say it's Italian. And you have this large Italian-style gathering. Everybody's got a bucket of panne, a gallon of Alfredo to pour on top of it. But that's not all. You also get a little bit of bread with that. Because when you're at The Daily Show, you're family. And this podcast is the unlimited breadsticks that takes a satisfying family meal to the next level. Welcome to Beyond the Scenes, where today... We're going to be talking about Florida. Florida, God's waiting room. It's home to theme parks, the Everglades, your peepaw, and of course, Florida man. Police report before committing a sexual act on a tree, yelling he was a Suspects god. Suspects tried to start a fire with spaghetti sauce. Was karate kicking those birds when attacked two people? Every week there's a new headline out of Florida. Wild, shocking, unnecessarily sexual. Masturbating at a bus stop, told police he was Captain Kirk. But have we ever stopped to ask the question, why? Something's happening to men in Florida, and it can't just be a coincidence. As a future Pulitzer-winning journalist, it's my responsibility to uncover the truth, to reveal what lies beneath the swamp, to answer the question, what makes a man, Florida man? Florida man. Florida man. Florida man. Florida man. That's right. We're talking America's favorite hero, Florida man, aka people going buck wild down there in America's penis, showing up on the local news, then going viral. Later on, we're going to be joined by journalist and author Craig Pittman. But first, I'd like to bring on two of the folks who brought this Florida man piece to life. Uh, Daily Show producer Sebastian Di Natale. How are you doing, good sir? I'm doing great. Thank you, Roy. And I'm extremely offended by that Olive Garden Italian slam at the beginning of this podcast. But otherwise, I'm, I'm doing extremely great. Sorry to insult the food you? of your people. And I, it's you penne. Know, I don't know how you say it, but it's penne. penne. I'm from Alabama. Penne? We call it penne. Okay. All right. Penne. Oh, see, and then the other voice you hear is my fellow Southerner who's about to come on right now and have my back. Daily show correspondent, but more important, Kentucky bluegrass runs through her blood. Desi Lydic, how do you pronounce penne? Uh, I, I also pronounce it penne, but I also, Roy, not to correct you or embarrass you, but it's Kentucky. So <laughs> I'm you got to start doing research on these things. Pardon me. I am so prepared now. <laughs> For the people who don't have the internet, and let me preface it by saying this, you know, Sebastian, as a field producer, like, it's one thing to go out and cover the piece, but you have a way, I don't know how to say this in, like, the most PC way, but you, you, like, it's in your heart when you go out to, like, gather these pieces and this information (laughs) It's like, no, we've got to talk about because they don't understand. We have field meetings where we pitch and talk about stuff. And Sebastian comes in with the level of emotion like, look, these people in Florida, I'm telling you, we got to do something about them. (laughs) So for the people who don't have the Internet, Sebastian, who is Florida Man and what was this segment all about? So I like to uh, do field pieces that are a little bit more abstract and don't necessarily have like a good guy, bad guy dynamic that a lot of our field pieces uh, do so well. And 
I had this idea for uh, this Florida man theory piece for a, quite a while, and I was trying to pitch it correctly and trying to get the tone right. And then, as chance would have it, uh, Trevor wanted to do this Florida week for the show where he would do shows from Florida. And it was kind of the perfect uh, confluence of my I, this piece that I've wanted to do for a while and a reason to do it because normally we try to do pieces that are at least somewhat relevant to what's going on or, uh, you know, a current event. And so since this was set, we had a whole week of shows in Florida, I was like, well, this might be a good opportunity for this piece. And so the idea for the piece was I... I'm like an internet junkie. I I'm a big time lurker. I'm on all the chat rooms and websites. And so many DMs he sent. There's us. tons of DMs. And very inappropriate. And, well, you know. And uh, one of the memes that has been around for as long as I can remember is this Florida man meme. Uh, there's like a, a Twitter account, which is like this bot that basically can aggregate uh, Florida man stories. Uh, there's subreddits dedicated to them, and they were just. And they've been around forever. I, I worked on the the old show with John, and we were doing Florida Man Act 1s way, way back when. So it was definitely not a new phenomenon. But I think at the time, uh, you know, Trump had gotten elected, and there was just kind of this uh, resurgence of really, really crazy stories, especially coming out of Florida. And I just wanted to do a piece that kind of explored not, and this is in the piece, but not who is Florida man, but why is Florida man? Why do we hear about these stories so much? And that was kind of the impetus for uh, starting the piece. It's this mysterious Bigfoot type thing, because there isn't a Kentucky man, excuse me, a Kentucky man. There <laughs> Thank isn't you, Roy. an Thank Indiana you. man. The only thing I think comes close is Texas, where they just go Texas, but Texas just kind of covers everybody as a whole like this is very specific it's like it's florida and it's men who are <laughs> screwing up as a former florida resident what do, what are the qualifications desi to be a florida man because you know i lived in florida for five years for college shout out to tallahassee but i like do you have to be s- super stupid or is it just inherently down that because you're in florida you're automatically an idiot well i I think what we learned from our expert that we got to sit with, Craig, is that there's there's a lot more underneath it. There's a lot going on in Florida, uh, and there's quite a few reasons why we see those headlines so often. But uh, I think it usually involves a gator, um, something illegal, uh, usually beer, and something unnecessarily sexual. (laughs) <laughs> Usually every Florida man story has all of those elements. Yep, that's right? pretty accurate. Yep. But no, I think like um, my favorite pieces that that I get to do on the show are pieces where we think it's about one thing and then somewhere in the piece we discover it's about something else entirely. So we kind of go into this piece with our with envisioning these, you know, Florida man memes and think that we're going into kind of poke fun at Florida men. And then quickly realize, like, there's a lot more underneath it. There are a whole list of reasons for why we see these headlines in the news. But most importantly, towards the end, we we discover the Sunshine Act. Um, and we end up kind of landing in this, this place of, you know, it's 
it's not just that these things are happening in Florida, but we are hearing about them a lot more in Florida because of the Sunshine Act. And really, there's a little bit of Florida man everywhere, which I didn't know coming into it. So that's, I mean, that was my favorite thing about that piece. There was this nice arc and discovery that people aren't really talking about. I want to go back, uh, Sebastian, to what you said a little bit earlier about uh, you liking to live in the abstract, which is true. You did one of my favorite pieces on the show that, I mean, of course, every piece that I'm in is my favorite, but one of the favorite pieces that I was not in, um, you, Ronnie Chang, and you had Ronnie in the Uma Thurman, Kill Bill 2, Yellow, what was it? The the nunchuck, nunchucks were illegal. Bruce Lee, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We did like a kung fu uh, movie, basically, for a piece that's very <laughs> tertiarily about kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, isn't it a little weird that I'm playing this guy? He's like super white. Ronnie, if a white guy does it, it's problematic. It's cultural appropriation. If you do it, it's fine. Is it? I, I honestly, I don't know. Okay, whatever. Let's fight. So with this piece, you went into it creatively with this true detective angle. Talk to me a little bit about that production style and when you're actually sitting down with these actual, because you all went and talked to actual Florida men who have been the focus of news stories, while at the same time, you're trying to have this conversation, but also trying to frame it in a way that the viewers haven't seen before so that they can at least feel like they're getting something, you know, a little different. Totally. I uh, I am uh, a hack when it comes to originality or creativity, and I truly consider myself just like bound to parody as much as I can be because uh, everything's been done all the time so much better than I can do it. And so rather than trying to reinvent or recreate something, uh, I I lift from a lot of things. And so for this, we were going into it with a, a True Detective vibe. The first season had been out for a, a couple years, and I loved the first season of True Detective. Originally, I had pitched this, I don't know if you remember, Roy, but this was with you and Desi. Roy was the Woody Harrelson-type character, and Desi was the um, Matthew McConaughey <laughs> character. And, that, and I was so jazzed about it. And, you know, in one of the pitch meetings, Trevor was like, that's great. I don't think we need Roy for this. Desi can do all of this. Not to mention, there's going to be so much stuff here. You won't have time for both of them doing those games as well as the Florida men. And he was absolutely right. And uh, I'm glad that we just did did it with Desi because we wouldn't have had time for exploring your guys' relationship and all that stuff. But to your point, I loved how True Detective was filmed, and I just I was a big fan of that first season, especially. And so I wanted when I go into pieces, I like I have an idea for what I want it to look like and feel like. And our DP on this, uh, who's an amazing DP, is my good friend Joel. Joel Sadler, everybody. Joel Sadler, Shout uh, out to Joel incredible Sadler. cinematographer. He so I, I basically showed him shots from True Detective and things that I liked from that show. And he was able to basically recreate it almost to a T. Uh, and so when you're trying to replicate that, it's it's great if the audience knows what you're doing. Like, oh, this is like a True Detective thing. That's great. Um, but it's equally as satisfying if they don't. And they're like, this is really interesting and cool. But at no point do I ever want people to think, I came up with any of these artistic or aesthetic choices. These are all uh, uh, other geniuses that I'm just trying to replicate. 
So uh, that was the idea for Florida Man because there was a lot of similarities between these Florida Man stories and <laughs> True Detective, <laughs> which is horrifying because that shows about um, a psychotic uh, serial killer. But yeah, I, that's kind of how I went going into it. And uh, I, yeah, I, I'm I'm all of the elements technically that made this really work were all of the things that were really out of my control and as a testament to our team, Joel, Desi acting, obviously. Our editor, Nick Johnson, was incredible and brought so much great ideas to make it work. Uh, and then not to mention, you know, our uh, segment producer, Matt, uh, got so many of those bookings. One of our um, camera people down there, Kelly, was he had all these locations in mind. So it was a true team effort to really pull this off and I think is a testament. You can tell how good or bad a piece is based on how many people are on board providing or contributing their art. And for this one, it was like a full team effort. And I think it shows. It's just, yeah, it's, think, it's my favorite what people piece. people forget is that, you know, this, we're not the local news. It's not just a reporter and a cameraman and go. Like this is miniature full short film production type shit going on here. Desi, it, when you were talking with these people, how much did it feel like to you? Because the question we always get as correspondents, are the people you're talking to in on it? Where to me, it's never been that that style of conversation. It's just tell me your truth and we're going to have a conversation about the way you see the world. But within that, did any of them realize what they were saying? Or do you feel like they felt like, well, maybe I shouldn't be talking to The Daily Show? I don't think so. I think all of them were extremely confident in their Florida man-ness. <laughs> I think they felt really good about who they are and what they had to say. And that makes it so much fun for us. Like, I mean, for me, it was like the perfect cocktail of Sebastian being so specific about his vision of what this piece should look like, the style of it and the tempo of it and the mood, and then casting all of these great, really genuine and authentic and very funny characters to just do their thing. All I had to do was step up and just listen and react to all of it and play straight person. It was like... I mean, you know, that's which like for this is was not an easy task to do. I mean, to Desi's <laughs> credit, I was throwing her into these situations with these a lot of the times actually crazy men. And <laughs> there were it was not the amount of uh, straight facedness that Desi had to d perform for this is astounding compared to what these people were talking about <laughs> off camera and on camera. So that well, was no is, easy feat. This is where Nick comes into play because Nick could edit out all of my breaks and uh, mental breakdowns in between each shot. But no, I got that alligator man. I'm sorry, but Jordan. he was he was just the greatest. He's been hit with charges after pictures in this video showing him handling an alligator, which he posted, were seen by law enforcement. A real name Jordan Bedford, but I go by the alligator man. Okay. Um, alligator man, what's the common factor among all Florida men? We all different. Well, I'm, I'm different from the rest because I do the wrong thing in the right way, if that makes sense. No. No? See, you're not from Florida, so you don't understand my language, what I'm talking right now, but I do the, I do the wild things. Anything you think of, I'll probably do it. Catch, like I tell anything? you, anything. I catch gators. Anything? Anything. Well, not anything. Oh. 
but basically anything. He was yeah. definitely my favorite. I, to this day, wonder what he's up to. I almost left I, my family, but he wouldn't have me. <laughs> I thought that Costa and I got kind of the short end of the stick when they were assigning uh, Florida field pieces for Florida Week because we had to cover the green algae. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, there it is, a dead fish. It's pretty gross. Yeah. What does this smell like to you? It smells like dead fish. And we rode a boat into some of the algae plumes and like our <laughs> eyes were watering and shit. Like it, we had planned to be there 30 minutes and like 10 minutes in, we were like, mm, I think we got everything we need. Let's, <laughs> let's fucking was... get out of here. How, what was the worst part of your shoots? Cause I, I noticed that a lot of yours were outdoors. Costa and I at least had a couple of indoor situations. Yeah, it was hot. It Very was hot. really hot. It was, I, I can remember sweating just, and I am not, I know I'm from the South. I am not a lady when it comes to heat <laughs> and sweat. I was dripping and like sweating profusely. And for some reason, I chose to wear a black part wool suit oh. in the in the 90 degree weather with that humidity in the middle of an orange grove. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, that's partially my fault because I wanted yeah. to look. I wanted yeah, you to was. be this kind of cool. Yeah, look like a detective. Detective yeah. look. Detective will wear. And that, yeah, that day was so hot. And Craig will tell you, uh, the guy that's on the show later, because we were interviewing him. We wanted to be outdoors because we had an orange grove available to shoot in, very Florida. And Joel's <laughs> really good at working with natural light. But man, that was so hot. Yes. I needed to like between takes, like go into the car and cool down we, a little bit. We um, all were running into yeah. this tiny pickup truck just to get like a little taste of the AC and then run back <laughs> into the field. At, at one point, we're in the middle of filming towards the end and I looked down and my sweat stain on my chest just like grew to about yeah. this size. It was it was a problem. It was very yeah. hot. And then do you remember, Seb, you came up with this idea. We were we were clearly going for this true detective, very noir feel. And mm. at some point, we were like, Desi should smoke. Oh, I think yeah. Desi should smoke cigarettes during this yeah. piece. <laughs> yes. And I thought, yeah, that's that's a great idea. And I'm going to commit. Like, I'm really going to show them that I, I'm a smoker. And I really <laughs> committed to it all the way through. I'm yeah. coughing. I can't breathe. Yeah. At what yeah. point, Seb, did you decide, that's, let's, Desi, let's put the props down and not do that anymore. Well, I, I, we got the one <laughs> shot of you smoking I needed, but I, uh-huh. yeah, I was it definitely like there were a lot of uh, suspect props. We had <laughs> unpasteurized orange juice that, oh, like, yeah. we were gifted from an orange grove. That mm-hmm. I was like, Desi, just start chugging this chug orange this. juice uh, on camera, and she, it's just fresh like, out of a field. Fresh yeah. out of a field. Mm. So there were a lot of uh, questionable props and mm. uh, probably dangerous uh, things that, uh, not to mention, you know, uh, putting Desi in like the middle of nowhere with this pirate man that had guns and knives on him. Wait, but he was also a landscaper. He was also a landscaper though. The so, pirate yeah. who was also a landscaper. Jamie. Yeah. Oh, Missy, I am Captain Silky Silvertips. Cool. And you're a pirate? Well, I'm a pirate most of the day. When I'm not, I'm a landscaper. I, I, yeah, I think the, uh, to Could your point, uh, Roy, I think, 
the big draw of Florida men is that they, a lot of them want and like notoriety. And two of our guys kind of were like, Mm. all three of them were kind of like that. But um, our first guy, Robbie, was definitely more on like the, I don't know how much of this I can talk about, but Jordan, the alligator man, and Jamie, the, the landscaper pirate, were very like they loved it and they want they talked to us forever and we had to be like all right that's good so they were really willing and we didn't have to you know coax them or feed them you know any type of direction to go to because they were just all in from the beginning absolutely well after the break we're going to be talking with a man from florida that's there you go that's the appropriate way to separate the two there's florida man but then we're going to talk to a man from florida <laughs> who's a journalist and an author and I feel like he knows Florida the way Miami knows cocaine. This is Beyond the Scenes. We'll be right back. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Beyond the scenes, we are back. We're talking about Florida Man. We already have Desi Lydic and Sebastian Dinatal in the chairs. Joining us now is a Florida Man, not the Florida Man. He's a man from Florida who doesn't do Florida Man shit. You understand what I'm trying to say Big right difference. now. Journalist and author of The State You're In, Florida Man, Florida Women, and Other Wildlife. He's an expert witness who was featured in the original segment that Desi did. Craig Pittman, welcome to Beyond the Scenes. Thanks for having me. Now, when we talk Florida, and this is the thing that I learned when I was at Florida A&M for college up there in the panhandle, the Florida that people think kind of happens south, like Orlando and all points south. That's postcard Florida. That's TV Florida. Panhandle is kind of a different feel. Like, where where in Florida are you from? Are you from North Florida or South Florida? They didn't um, split that I, shit up like the Dakotas. Well, I'm from Pensacola, but I now live in St. Petersburg, so I've been on both sides of that line. Oh, and I think it wonderful. I think it's more of a coastal versus inland thing. You know, people people see the postcards, mm. they think you know it's all beaches everywhere, and they don't realize oh wait well, you know there's cattle ranches and uh, you know lumber mills and uh, uh, you know. Crazy people yeah. doing stuff at the at the liquor store. <laughs> yeah, you got people in, in, uh, trying in to Mariana. sneak into yeah. horse stables in Ocala. All of that. Exactly. Oh, Mariana, you went Highway 90 <laughs> on me right there. Quincy, That's right. Florida. <laughs> I know all of that shit, baby. Fort Walton <laughs> Beach, Destin, oh, yeah. Florida, Bama. So th- let me let me start with this. Desi, Sebastian, kick back and watch two Florida boys kick it for a second. <laughs> you got it. Why are these New York elites always coming for us, dog? <laughs> Because they envy us. They want to be us. They want to have that freedom. That's why. They, they want to be able to act on any... Snorting their Florida cocaine mm-hmm. and then judge Florida. Yeah, exactly. It's all, it's all, it's all hating. They're just hating because they're envying us, man. That's all it is. But in all seriousness, what, what is it that makes Florida seem crazier than the rest of America? Like, is that, is that reputation justified or is it really that much crazier? 
Yeah. Oh, heck yes. Oh, definitely. Uh, uh, listen, uh, my basic principle is you find weird stuff happening anywhere you find humans, but more of it happens in Florida, and it tends to be weirder. Um, and I think that's because we have certain elements here that you don't find anywhere else. We've we've undergone this wrenching demographic change where we went from the least populated southern state in 1940 to now being the third most populous state. And everybody's kind of crammed into this 30-mile-wide swath along the coast and along I-4 where the theme parks are. Uh, you, you know, we've got this, you get these weird elements to the state where we've got, you know, this invasive python population eating everything in sight in the Everglades. We've got, actually have people who are professional mermaids making a living as state employees in Florida, which you don't find in any other state. Um, it, it, Frozen just, iguanas falling from trees when yes, it drops Yes, or showing up in 30. toilets. They, they show up in toilets, too. Um, yes. uh, I mean, the crazy stuff just happens here all the time. And people in Florida who've been here for a while are like, oh, yeah, that's just, you know, that's just Thursday, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember, Sebastian, if it was you or Desi earlier that was talking about the sunshine laws. But can you go into that a little bit more for us? Sure. So, uh, you know, I read Craig's book, Oh, Florida, for this in preparation for this piece, because it, that was like my Bible for a lot of this, because it basically had... Bless you, piece. my son. Thank you. It had. <laughs> so it was like also the first nonfiction book I had read in like 10 years. So I was really <laughs> just absorbing all this new information. Did it still feel like fiction, though? It did. Well, it did. Absolutely. I was like, there's no way. But uh, Craig really broke down very nice and neatly all of these factors like the ones that he just said and the one that stuck with me the most was and craig will also tell you it's certainly not the 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 reason we kind of elevated it for the piece to you know end the piece basically because we needed an ending but the sunshine act this law that craig can probably speak to a lot better than i uh, basically allows for a ton of this transparency in Florida when all these misdemeanors or uh, sometimes felonies happen, where a lot of pe- journalists especially can go and get these records of these incidences, uh, incidents very easily. And that's the, the amount of Florida man stories, because you talk about, like we do this whole montage in the beginning and the end of all of these stories. We didn't have to like we didn't have to make up any of those stories because they were so, you just Googled Florida man stories, finding like literally like dozens to hundreds of headlines on camera anchors reading these stories. It was clear to uh, me and us that like the sunshine act definitely plays a part in why these stories are so accessible and talked about because after doing the piece and after researching it more, I realized not a ton of other states, almost no other states, have as expansive um, transparency laws about these types of uh, misdemeanors. So that was, the, for me, a nice button to kind of put the whole piece together, which is, you know, there's weirdos everywhere, like Craig was saying. Uh, but I think in Florida, all of these factors, plus this idea of complete transparency, just really tickled me as a, a really nice way to summarize why this kind of person is so rampant. Craig, I'm about 20 years out of, you know, last paying rent in <laughs> Tallahassee, but I remember distinctly in the corner stores, I don't remember what it was called, but it was like the crime paper. And oh yeah. The, mo- the, mo- right- the mugshot paper. Yeah. 
Okay, so like, I don't know of another state that just publishes mugshots for just random misdemeanors and solicitation of prostitutes and you caught me with a crumb of meth. Like, does that play into it as well in normalizing that behavior for locals? Uh, somewhat. I mean, the, you know, obviously somebody figured out, hey, we can use the Sunshine Law and make money off of it by publishing these these little ratty pulp uh, mags full of the latest mugshots because people will buy it and go, oh, yeah, it's Mr. Johnson. I knew he was up to something, you know. Um, but uh, um, there's been a, a sort of an ethical debate about that, too, where there have there were some newspapers that were making money off of running mugshot websites. And then there started to be a uh, sort of a backlash to that of saying, you know, well, a lot of these folks, they just got arrested. They haven't been convicted of anything, you know, and these mugshots are going to be there for a while. Do you really want to highlight that? And so there, people started pulling back on that. Well, let me just respond to Sebastian real quick, though, that, that yeah, the Sunshine Law is a reason why a lot of this, these stories wind up coming to light. But after Florida passed its Sunshine Law, some other states passed similar laws. You don't see weird stories to the volume of Florida's coming out of those states. I mean, we totally. just... We are, yes. you know, we produce more weirdness than we produce orange juice, basically. <laughs> but Florida's a weird place, though, man. Like, it's this weird intersection of retirees, tourists, um, a lot of immig- a lot of immigrants, a you lot have of immigrants. locals, mm-hmm. and then you just have, like, regular agriculture people. Like, yeah. there's certain states, like, Nebraska's for... For fucking farming. That's what we're here to do. <laughs> That's one of those boring it, square states. You know, that how can they how can they be fun? <laughs> so, so there isn't this convergence of different agendas, not to mention droves of children. It's where Nickelodeon the fact that Nickelodeon st- a Viacom <laughs> property which we love very, very <laughs> much. Appreciate Nickelodeon. Please watch the Paw Patrol movie on Paramount Plus. <laughs> but like I'm bewildered by so many different things all happening in that place at the same time. Like, is there a way to decrease these types of incidents? No. In fact, I think they're going to continue to increase as the population continues to swell, dis- despite our efforts to kill people off with COVID. That is, um, the uh, you know the our population just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and we have, you know, we have like a hundred million tourists coming every year too, on top of the the regular residents. So, and again, they're all kind of crammed into that same narrow area. So, and people come here with these expectations too of they feel like Florida is a place to get a, have a second chance to start over and, you know, make some of the same mistakes they made before and maybe, maybe make some new ones. So that contributes to it as well. To that point too, uh, Craig, I think uh, our pirate, Silky Silvertips, that was yes. actually his story. He was like, yes. he was a transplant, even though he kept saying like he was. He kept talking about being like born and raised in Florida and then immediately says, well, I'm a transplant. But Where are that, you that from? was yeah. Chicago. <laughs> Chicago, Chicago, right. But um, <laughs> the other point that I thought was really cogent and a, a part that I wanted to try to make a, 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 a big centerpiece for this particular piece is the mental health issue. And yes. we even get our first, I mean, our first Florida man willingly tells us like desi asks what do you think it is and he just says right off the bat unprompted mental health issues isn't there something that all florida men share there's something behind it mental health issues then in the piece we get you to elaborate on that craig that florida has one of the worst 
I think yes. mental health. We, uh, we consistently is, yeah. rank 49th uh, among the states in spending on mental health, to which I can only say thank God for Texas. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I think that I, that's probably if you wanted a really quick 10 second Florida man piece, that's probably it. It's that there's yeah. almost <laughs> no mental health resources and a lot of these people need those resources. Yes, they do. Yeah. So then to that point, Desi, when you were down there talking to these people, and like I've often felt like when you go and cover a piece as a correspondent and then you go back and you become a consumer of media again on the other side of that, it can sometimes change how you view people. Like, do you think that the people that are in these Florida man stories and that are highlighted every day in media, are they victims of circumstance or are they mental health? Are they dealing with addiction issues? I'm no expert. Craig is certainly the expert, but uh, it seems like there are all of those issues at play. I think the the stories, the men that we talked to down there were certainly wacky characters, without a doubt. But I, I think in, in the booking process, we were also pretty conscious of finding subjects that did not have horribly dark stories in their in their past. So, you know, we're we didn't want to be making Florida men who have mental health issues or addiction issues the butt of the joke. Instead, I think we tried to very specifically book people who had funny stories who kind of were just like a victim of their circumstances. And then also on top of that, start a little bit of a conversation of the problem in the way that the media was portraying some of these headlines and these stories. I think part of the joke was also on, you know, journalists being kind of the hero of their own stories and the way that they were covering all of this. Yeah, um, Desi's whole like B plot was that she wanted to win a bunch of like Pulitzers for this. Because, well, it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. I haven't yet. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. we have some time. <laughs> Part two. So, Craig, to that point, like some police departments post Florida man stories on their way. Hey, look who we arrested. This guy yes. was doing some wacky, wacky, wacky. Yeah, we got him. Everybody laugh in the comments. Make sure you like and review our police department podcast. Like, is there a change you in the public perception? You just described County to a T. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's horrifying. I didn't realize that's a real thing. Oh, yeah. That's well, horrifying. And, and the funny thing, they actually caught a guy because he came in and made comments on their Facebook posting about him. Oh, my God. And was taunting them. So then they were able to track him down and arrest him. Wow. And he became a Florida man story. <laughs> All right. Well, after the break, we're going to talk about where we can go going forward with this issue. Or do we just need to saw Florida off? Or... Will global warming solve this problem for us? <laughs> it's beyond the scenes. We'll be right back. You know, we could just wait this shit out. You never know, Daisy. Just a matter of time. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're talking Florida man, Florida men's. A group of Florida men together is called a goddamn. I don't know if you knew that or not. <laughs> I'll notify Webster's. <laughs> yeah. More than three Florida men together is called a y'all. More than five is a goddamn. 
Craig. I think it's called a jail, technically. <laughs> <laughs> Sebastian, as a non-Floridian, do you think it's fair that Florida is a punching bag or it's earned? Yeah, I, you know, I think it's fair that it, it is a punching bag. I mean, I'm from New Jersey, so I get the <laughs> idea of a oh, punching bag Oh, the Florida state. of the North. No, no, no. <laughs> it's very, very different. But I, I will say I... I guess punching bag. It de- it really depends on how you approach and view these stories. Obviously, if there's a mean spirited um, Schadenfreude element to people enjoying these, a lot of the times horrific stories, I think that's very problematic, and that's not what we wanted to do with this piece. We tried to a- approach it with empathy, but also a type of light heartedness because a lot of these stories are pretty light hearted. For the most part, there are some that are incredibly dark, um, and we didn't want to focus on those. And I think that oh, you didn't—you fl- didn't want to focus on the meth band biting faces <laughs> off in my. No, I didn't want to focus song. on that yet. Yet, <laughs> yeah, Howard. there's still time. I, there's there's <laughs> comedy in eating someone's face under a bridge on a Tuesday <laughs> afternoon. Although, to a point, I do think that Florida people—and Craig could probably confirm or deny this—there is a sense of not pride, but there is a sense of. Yeah, that is us, kind of. Like, we are that insane and crazy and colorful and caricature And I think that a lot of the times they lean into that. So it's kind of a, it's, I think it's a celebration of that. May, I might be way off, Craig. Hey, no, no. I, I think it, there's a there's a split. I have some friends who, like me, are Florida natives who every time they see some wacky story come out nationally, they're like, oh, God, please don't let it be Florida. Please don't let it be Florida. And, of course, it's always it's always Florida. There's always some Florida mm-hmm. element, like the woman in New Jersey who was getting on the plane with the emotional support peacock. The peacock was from Florida. I mean, there's <laughs> always course. some Florida aspect to it. But then there's others, and this is my point of view, which is, you know, let your Florida freak flag fly. And, you know, be proud of the fact that we are the most interesting state. You are never bored here. You know, it's not like one of those square states where you, you know, you turn on the news every day and it's the same thing day after day. Here, you know, you open the paper, you turn on the news, and you're like, wow, a guy punched a swan today. Hmm, okay. <laughs> we are the most interesting state. I think that should be our slogan, not the Sunshine State, because it rains here so much. It's just, <laughs> it's not funny. But the most interesting state, I think we can defend that one. How incendiary, though, is it for outsiders to attack Florida and make fun of Florida and make Florida man jokes, which to Sebastian's point and to your point even makes people wear that difference with a sense of pride to the point where they become contrarian. You know, when you look at what's happening right now in Florida with just anti-vaccine and and, well, first anti-masking, then anti-vaccine, how much of that is just people being defiant? To the people that have been made, well, you were going to make fun of us anyway, so I'm going to do what I want to. Screw you. Well, I think that's the tapping into this. You know, Florida has always had this really strong libertarian streak. Uh, you know, we don't want the government telling us what to do. We were we were an open range state long after any of the western states. I mean, up until 1949, you didn't have to fence your cattle here. Uh, you know, so, um, <laughs> you know, it's like so. So, you know, DeSantis has really tapped into that and, and tapped into that, which is ironic because he's the government telling people what to do, which is you can't tell people what to do um, about masks. So uh, he's managed to do a nice little ju- political jujitsu move on 
<laughs> on the situation there. Uh, but some of it, too, is, you know, there are people here who are just that wacky that they're like, yeah, I think I'm not going to take the vaccine, but I am definitely going to get me some dewormer medicine from the from the, <laughs> from the from the horse farm people. Uh, <laughs> Desi, do you think that everything that happens in Florida, I, is it a Florida problem or an American problem? Or is it just the Internet making things seem worse than what they are? Uh, probably all of the above. Uh, I think the thing that I loved about the piece so much, and like Sebastian said, we definitely highlighted this probably more than you could factually say that this is the entire reason, but that the, the Sunshine Law really gave me a new perspective on what was happening in Florida and that it's, it, it is talked about more because of that law. We just happen to see those headlines a lot more and that these things are happening all over the country. So I, I think when there are huge issues all over America, you want to go like, oh, this is a Texas problem or this is a Florida problem. Uh, and, and yeah, there are certain challenges that exist there, but it's also really opening up a larger conversation of what's happening all over the country. And if they aren't addressed there locally, they become bigger problems all over the country. Um, so yeah, I mean, Craig is the expert on that, but well, we've, we've got a, a writer here named Tim Dorsey, who I like a lot. And one of Tim's lines is Florida is the pace car for national dysfunction, which I think is a pretty accurate. <laughs> That's a great way to put incredible. it. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> Craig, then we'll, we'll, we'll end with this. Well, we got one more thing, but it's silly, but I want to do it. But first we'll end with a more <laughs> serious, less serious question. If we know that you cannot shame or embarrass people into better behavior, how do we create a sense of empathy for other people, including Floridians, especially in this Internet age? How do you create a sense of empathy for someone? Because like even now with people dying who were like there, there are anti-vaxxers who die. And the first thing they do yep. is pull up their tweet and go nanny, nanny, boo, boo. Look what you said three weeks ago. That ain't empathy. How do we create a sense of that as a way to hopefully, you know, bring the country together, or at least bring Florida closer to the country? Man, if I knew that, they'd be give me the Nobel and the Pulitzer. Uh, <laughs> but, but I, you know, I, I, you're you're absolutely right. We should feel empathy for these folks. I actually have a piece in in my new book, The State You're In, where I argue that instead of laughing at the people in these mugshots, we should just every time look at them and go, "There, but for the grace of God, go I." You know, because one screw up, one mistake, and you could be the one, you know, in the little the little uh, mugshot magazine being sold at the corner store. All right. And so then last question, and this is for everyone. Does everyone know their Florida birthday? No. I can do we not. do this? What is your Florida man birthday? Well, first, we have to explain. Craig, can you explain that to people, what the Florida yeah, man this birthday was is? Yeah, this was a thing that went around a couple of years ago where you plug in the terms Florida man and your date of birth and do it in Google, and it spits out whatever was the Florida man story for that particular day. Because, of course, there is a Florida man story for 365 days, including and maybe even Leap Day as well. Uh, mine turned out to be a fairly tragic one, and uh, um, which I don't want to talk about. But it, that's the thing is some of these stories are – not funny. They're they're fairly tragic. But of course, some of the ones that turned up, you know, people were laughing about. Aha! You know, the burglar in Silver Springs who broke in and thought that the ashes in the in the cremation urn were actually something you could snort. You know, things like that. <laughs> I mean, you can. I just uh, I just did my Florida man birthday now, and I think this is a nice, not super dark one. But it's police arrest Florida man for drunken joyride on motorized scooter at a Walmart. <laughs> 
Mm. That that hits a lot of boxes, I think. Yes, it does. (laughs) Here's two from my birthday that I... I guess one's decent, one's a little little darker. Florida man beats ATM, says it gave him too much cash. I remember that. <laughs> I, I wish I had that problem. <laughs> I think that's a really good one. example, that's sorry, of one. the that there's almost no logic to any of these stories because you're like, oh, he beat him up because he didn't, the machine didn't give him enough money, but that he beat him up, it's just, all of these stories defy any logic or sense. And I think that's what's so great about them. The other one, the, the other one, Florida man throws chair at child in dispute over donut. Over donut? <laughs> yeah. I only read that because he didn't connect. He, he threw okay, it at that's, the Yeah, it's fine. As long as he <laughs> just connects. As long as he had bad, bad aim, that's the yeah. important thing. <laughs> you guys, I just plugged my birthday in and it came up nothing found. So... <gasps> Wow. Is that the saddest Florida man story of all time? That will, that will have something will happen then on that date and sometime the next week, I think. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like a Candyman wow. thing. You said it in front of the mirror. <laughs> Say it three times. Florida man, Florida man, Florida man. Well, his book is The State You're In Florida Man, Florida Women, and Other Wildlife. Craig Pittman, thank you so much for coming beyond the scenes with myself, Desi Lydic, and Sebastian DeNatale. I've enjoyed it. This was great, man. Well, we did it. And uh, for more Beyond the Scenes, go to dailyshow.com slash beyond. Got to get back down to Pensacola, man. It was some good barbecue there. Hey, Beyond the Scenes listeners, if you haven't rated and reviewed us yet on Apple Podcasts, I need you to stop right now and do that. Drop us a rating. Let us know how you feel and write a review. Write a review too, because I read those to my child at the end of the night because I keep I'm I'm out of books. I gotta go buy them new books. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.